of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakubong. Be blessed as you listen. thank you for this morning we thank you for this gathering we declare the heavens open in the name of jesus amen can you put your hands together for jesus as you take your seats hallelujah hallelujah we thank god for today and we thank him for his word hallelujah oh do i have some christians in the house hallelujah only the christians are responding i said hallelujah you know when pasifa was going on and on about i was like he's in the spirit the fact that like when you come here don't come in you know that kind of thing it's in the spirit as if he knows what i'm coming to talk about today never say you are not a prophet again <laughs> uh, as if you knew what i was coming to talk about today's topic is for aggressive people yeah. hallelujah it's, it's for people who are serious with god it's not for people who are playing church hallelujah today's a communion service so we are sweet for just about 40 45 minutes and then we zoom into the communion Today, I'm going to speak to you on what I've entitled, Who Touched Me? Everybody say, Who Touched Me? Say it again, Who Touched Me? And I'm sure you know where I'm going to take this whole thing from. So this thing is not for people who are in the house of God. Hallelujah. Even if you are like that, by the end of the word, you would have caught the spirit that will make you aggressive when it comes to trying to touch God and trying to get God's attention. Hallelujah. Let's read Luke chapter 8. This, this is a story I'm sure everybody here can narrate. But for the purpose of protocol, let's, let's read it. Luke chapter 8, we're starting from the verse number 40. It said, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him for they were all waiting for him next and behold there came a man named jairus and he was a ruler of the synagogue everybody say a ruler of the synagogue and he fell down at jesus feet and besought him that he would come into his house next for he had one only daughter about 12 years of age and she lay dying but as he went, the people thronged him. I mean, the people just rushed on him like that. Next. And a woman, say a woman, having an issue of blood 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any. Next. Came behind him and touched the border of his garment and immediately her issue of blood stanched that's king james english by means stopped next and jesus said who touched me 
when all denied peter and they that were with him said master the multitude throng thee and press thee and said thou who touched me next and jesus said somebody had touched me for i perceive that virtue is gone out of me today somebody must draw some virtue out of god 47 and when the woman saw that she was not hid she came trembling and falling down before him she declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him and how she was healed immediately next and he said unto her daughter be of good comfort thy faith everybody say thy faith say thy faith thy faith has made thee whole go in peace hallelujah now this is a story of a time when jesus had just come from calming a storm and a man a ruler of the synagogue approached him and said i have a daughter that is 12 years old and she's dying in my house i, I need you to, to 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 do something about it and as jesus was on his way the bible said a woman who had had an issue of blood for 12 years when the bible talks about an issue of blood it was referring to a, a bleeding disorder of a sort most likely gynecological so this woman had been bleeding for 12 years and the bible said she had spent all she had on physicians she had gone to every known doctor in town she had probably tried the herbalist she had tried all sorts of medications that people recommended to her tried everything she could probably even tested the witch doctor to see whether they could bring redemption whether they could bring healing when people are desperate like that they will take anything that is offered to them the patients that come to my department most of them are in that kind of situation they have terminal diseases and anything you will recommend to them if it means going to queue at a prophet's church and be number 100 in the queue to see the prophet to pray for them they are willing to do anything desperate and this woman found herself in that kind of situation and this is a situation where jesus christ was on his way to a big man's house now today the whole essence of this sermon is to teach you how to plug into the power of god the power of god is so limitless the power of god is so vast but for you to be able to experience the power of god you need to plug into it god's power can do anything god can be anything god can do anything i've told you here before that if somebody came and asked me my name i have only one name i only tell you i am leslie Wakupum, and that is it because that is all i am and that is all i can be but one day somebody asked god what is your name and god gave him a blank check a blank check is a check that has been signed and yours is to put whatever you want in there so god gave him a blank check and said my name is i am i am there's a dash there whatever you want me to be i'll be for you when you are in need i become jehovah jireh the lord your provider when you are sick i metamorphose 
into Jehovah Rapha, the Lord your healer. When you need guidance in your life, I become Jehovah Rohi, the Lord your shepherd. I can be Jehovah Nisi, the Lord your banner. I can be El Gibor. I can be El Shaddai. I can be anything you want me to be. The power of God is limitless. But to experience this power, you need to plug into it. I like to liken the power of God to the electricity generated by Akosombo Dam. It is vast. It can do so many things. That power can power the fan for you to feel cool. It's the same power that is powering the air conditioners. It is the same power that is producing light. It's the same power that is producing whatever we need for this projector to work. It is the same power that is producing electricity that is powering our organ it can do so many things but for you to access this power you need a plug and ladies and gentlemen i want to suggest to you that the plug that you need to access the limitless power of god that can do anything that can be anything that plug that you need is called faith everybody say faith say faith faith is that plug that you need if this organ did not have a plug Akosombo electricity will be present in this room but the organ will not play if the air conditioner didn't have a way of plugging into that power we wouldn't be feeling cold sitting in here and so if you want to have access to the power of God you need that plug called faith. Hallelujah. Faith is such a powerful thing. That is why the Bible says in Romans chapter 1 verse 7. He said the just shall live by faith. The just is referring to the redeemed. The, the just is referring to the born again Christian. The just is referring to the child of God. And the Bible is saying that the just shall live by faith. That means our life should be a life of faith. We must live believing God every minute, every hour, every second, every day, every week, every year, every decade. Everything that we do must be based on faith. Many believers have relegated faith to the background. And we like to rely on logic. We like to rely on connections. We like to rely on the arm of flesh. But the Bible is saying the just shall live by faith. Connections can do things to a point. Logic can do things to a point. But if you want to go into the realm of breaking barriers, breaking limitations, the just must live by faith. Every human being is born with five senses. The sense of sight, hearing, smell, taste, and touch. Have I named five? But if you are a child of God, if you are full of the spirit of God if you are a born again believer you must walk with a sixth sense and that sixth sense is the sense of faith and this sixth sense is so powerful that it's possible to superimpose the sixth sense upon all the five and when you are living in that realm that is when you say I am not moved by what I see I'm not moved by what I hear I'm not moved by what I feel I am only moved by the word of God sixth sense 
every believer must have that sixth sense when everybody sees the situation and says no this is impossible that is when your sixth sense must come in when your eyes say no your ears say no faith will say yes when logic says no when connection says no faith will say yes when the arm of flesh says this is impossible your faith says with god all things are possible the sixth sense we are too sensual in our living as believers if you will use your sixth sense to see the invisible and to hear the inaudible and to believe the incredible you will surely do the impossible the sixth sense so faith is like that plug that you use to access the electricity but you see our faith is so powerful that It has a regulator. Somebody say a regulator. Faith is dangerously powerful. And so there is a need for this power to be regulated. It is because of the regulation of the power of our faith. That I can't get up in the morning. And say that today I have faith and I believe that if I pray. Two more sons will be created. And three more moons will be created. So if that same day, Pastor Fatu decides that I have faith that six sons can appear, and David has faith that ten sons can appear, we will wake up in the morning and the atmosphere will be full of sons and we will all burn and die one by one. Hallelujah. And so there is something God has put in place which I refer to as the regulator of our faith. The power of God is like that electricity power that is coming from Akosomodam. But there is something called ECG, Electricity Company of Ghana, that regulates where the power goes and can decide that there is too much power fluctuation in this area because of a rainstorm. So I'm going to do doom so in this place. There's not going to be light for a while. So that period, when you go and plug in your electricity, it will not work. When you go and plug in your kettle, it will not work. The regulator. And this regulator of the power of our faith is called the sovereignty of God. So faith is so deadly. Faith is so powerful that God needs to use his own sovereignty to regulate it. Can you imagine if there's a lady in this house and two gentlemen both have faith that this is the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. There has to be a regulator somewhere that will say it is you that you are going to marry this lady or it is you that you are going to marry lady, this lady or both of you find somewhere and pass. There's somebody else that I've prepared for her. If God didn't put this thing called his sovereignty in place, the church would be one of the most confused places on earth. I want to show you how powerful your faith is. So somebody will say, if at the end of the day, it is the sovereignty of God that will decide. It is not a very smart thing to say. And let me show you why. I'll give you an analogy. It's like saying that I have a kettle in my room. I have an iron in my room. 
I need to iron my clothes. But I'm not going to plug in my kettle or my iron because ECG may decide that today there will be doom so. So the kettle will sit there, the iron will sit there, your clothes are crumpled, your water is cold, and you are not going to use the electricity that is available. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So take that thing out of your mind. Yes, the sovereignty of God is there, but you need the faith to access the power of God. You can't just sit down and say, oh, because at the end of the day, it's God that is going to decide. But today I want to show you that there are ways of moving God to decide for you. There are ways of arresting the attention of God. There are ways of stopping God in his tracks when he's on his way to a bigger man's house. The just shall live by faith. Today I pray that somebody will touch God like never before. Somebody will cause God to say, Virtue has left me. This woman for me is one of the greatest characters in the Bible. Because she shows us, she's, she's like an embodiment of all you need to access God's power for him to do what you want in your life. This woman literally demonstrates all the things. I'm going to point them out to you. And these things I'm going to point out to you, sometimes just one is enough to access the power of God. But this woman demonstrated all of these in her journey to getting her healing. So what are these things and what are these ways of accessing the power of God? The first one is faith. I've spoken a bit about faith. She demonstrated faith. You need to have faith to be able to plug into the power of God. You need to believe. For most of us, whether God can do it or not is not the problem. If I ask you, do you believe God can pick this auditorium right now let it fly in the air and go and place it on in Dafa Park most of you believe God can do anything but the question is will God do it that is where the problem is hallelujah you need faith when it comes to faith we have believing faith it is by that believing faith that you became born again. We have asking faith. But you need to come to the point where you're also operating in speaking faith. Where you speak to situations. Hallelujah. You need to speak to situations. If Jesus had not opened his mouth to speak to the storm, he probably would have lost his life. There is a lot of power in speaking the word of God. When Ezekiel was giving the vision of the dry bones, the valley of dry bones, God wanted to put the bones together. If he had asked Ezekiel, go one by one, take each bone, articulate it to the other, look for a femur and look for its corresponding tibia. I'm trying to show you how tedious that thing was going to be but god said there's a shorter way speak to the situation speak to the bones prophesy to the bones i don't know what situation you are in i don't know what is dry in your life i don't know what is dead in your life but today i charge you to begin to speak to situations base your speaking on the word of god if you are feeling like you are going to die 
you speak the word of God, I shall not die, but I will live to proclaim the works of God. If you are feeling sickness in your body, you say, he desires above all things that I might prosper and be in good health, even as my soul prospered. He said he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him, and by his stripes you are healed, and you speak to that pain that by the stripes of Jesus, by the finished work of the cross, let this pain disappear in the name of Jesus. And if you are sitting here right now with any pain in any part of your body, I speak the unadulterated word of God into your life. I command that foul spirit of infirmity to lose his hold over your life in the name of Jesus. And I use you as a point of contact for that relative of yours who is constantly falling sick. I command the healing and we speak that the angels of God be released with the palm of Gilead in their hands to touch that relative of yours and to bring healing in the name of Jesus. We command strokes to be healed. We command paralysis to be healed. We command viral infections to be healed. We command cancers to be healed. Any virus that is incubating in your body and waiting to manifest as a sickness in the name of Jesus, we cast it to its roots. And if you believe in the healing power of God, shout amen. Speaking faith. Speaking faith. When certain doors have been shut to you, you speak to the doors. Lift up your hands, all you get. And be lifted up to your everlasting doors. That the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. This woman must have believed for her to pick herself up from her home and to decide to carry out that journey which finally resulted in her healing. Faith is the number one key. Number two, tenacity. Everybody say tenacity. When you want to access the power of God, you shouldn't be intimidated by obstacles. This woman had a lot of obstacles. Some were social, some were religious, and some were physical. What were the social obstacles? If you are bleeding for 12 years, it is possible you may even have some odor around you. So this woman wasn't even supposed to have the confidence to come out of her house in the first place. Assuming she didn't even have an order, the law didn't permit her to come out. Because according to the law, when you are bleeding like that, you are unclean. You are not even supposed to come out of your house. So the Jews those days, when women were menstruating, for the whole time they are in their house, they don't come out. And it's even believed that anything you touch becomes unclean. When you sit on a chair, it becomes unclean. If you touch a door, it becomes unclean. If you touch a human being, it becomes unclean. So socially, she had obstacles. But you see, when you are at that point where you are desperate, I don't know what it is that you are desperate about. You begin to, to, to lose sight of the obstacles that are around you. When you come into the house of God, don't look at that person who is sitting there and being gentle. That person may have everything going all right for him or her. 
that person may have all his or her prayers answered that person may be the only prayer topic they have is thanking God for the things that he's done but you know that for you it's not that done there are things you are still hoping for there are things you are still praying for there are things you are still believing God for so this woman decided that in spite of the social barriers and obstacles I am still going to come out of my house whether I'm smelling or not it is your nose it's your business I don't care what I want is that at the end of the day I must touch God and get my miracle that's why when you come to church don't look at that person that during the praises is looking around and marking people's dancing why when you come to the house of God and we are worshipping and you feel like lifting up your hands don't let the one seated next to you intimidate you if you feel like lying flat on the ground don't let the one seated next to you intimidate you you know what God, you, you want from God you know how much of God's power you want to access sometimes you come to church you are shy some of you you can dance it's not like you don't know how to dance you can dance unlike me me i say it's like i, I was born with two left feet what you see me do is the very best i can do if i try anything more complex it will be bloody in this place but you you know it's not your very best in your room you can dance and go down and do things and somersault and all kinds of things but when you come here it's like i don't know whether it's the air conditioners or whatever or the light or the fan or the chairs or i don't know what it is but we are singing praises and people are just looking around like that i pray that every entanglement will be reversed in the name of jesus and when you come into the house of god don't be worried about the people seated on these chairs concentrate on him who has heaven as his throne and the earth as his footstool the one who dwells in an unapproachable light is the one your focus should be on so when the sermon is being preached and it is entering your spirit and you want to blast in tongues you don't look at who is on your left or who is on your right if you feel like shouting amen you shout that amen and plug into that word that has been spoken people of faith who are hungry for God they don't see obstacles they don't see obstacles when you come into the presence of God allow yourself so this woman managed to come out of her house social barriers she said I'll break the social barriers the religious barriers I'll break them I don't care what anybody says I must get that touch I'm looking for physical barriers bleeding for 12 good years I'm sure her HB was extremely low very 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 low maybe 1.5 or 2 where I come from I've seen HB of 0 0.5 before of age with no matter how much your body will try and compensate you will still have the symptoms of anemia palpitation dizziness easy fatigability 
that means the slightest thing you do because you don't have enough blood to carry oxygen around the body you just be panting and panting and panting like a lot of you with an hb of even nine you may be showing some of these symptoms but this woman had been bleeding 12 good years and at least i can tell you that transfusion hadn't been invented in those days there was nothing like transfusion the first transition i think was done 17 something something it was a pope they tried it on even that one they gave him the blood to drink that was the first attempt at the transfusion that is why when our jehovah witness brothers are using that scripture that says you should stay away from blood and they add transfusion i'm like at that time they didn't even know anything called transfusion they were talking about i mean things that have been offered to idols and stuff like that but a lot of them you have seen them when it comes to the point where they can see death coming they'll call you doc come let's talk <laughs> so in the night when my relatives are not around, can you come and give me the blood I said don't worry i'll come and give you the blood when you can see death knocking on your door <laughs> you will change your mind death wants to give you a hug oh come 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 you will change your mind HB easy fatigability every step she took was trouble her heart beating as if it wants to come out of her mouth and with all this weakness this woman came out of her house so I can just imagine her she took two steps it's like her ah, my breath is is, 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 is failing it's, 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 it's like I, I can't breathe I'm, I'm so tired but I must touch him I, I, I must still get to where I want to get to I can just imagine she'll take two more steps and she's about to faint and she'll find some tree and just relax on it say let me take my breath I will get there no matter what my body tells me my heart may be beating so fast it's as if the whole world has become dark and going round but I must still touch him I can imagine the number of stops she made on the way just to catch her breath he said 12 years i've suffered for too long just suffering a little more today to get my miracle in fact i would do it and overdo it she moved on and as the bible said there was a whole crowd around jesus christ another obstacle coming out of your house was an obstacle walking even to get to where jesus was tiredness and palpitation and easy fatigability were obstacles now a thick crowd the bible said they were pressing on jesus that means even breaking through was a problem and you see capernaum was a small town it wasn't a big city so you don't expect very large streets and in those days there were no cars and things like that so when they talk about the street it's more or less like a footpath that is a little bigger than normal so you can just imagine the the narrow space and the people following jesus and trying to press on him and this is a woman who doesn't even have a quarter of the strength that these people have and even they they were pressing and trying to get there i can imagine she stood back and looked at the long stretch of people their heads and how closely and intensely packed they were just like hey. even walking from my house to this place i was tired but i will still get there i was still touching I will still get to my destination i can just imagine her gathering all her strength an obstacle in front of her just hold the person and push the person why are you pushing me say get away it's, it's not you i'm interested in 
breaking through one by one pushing people some may even be saying you are smelling who is this woman i said i don't care there is a purpose there, there, there is an aim there is a destination there is somebody i must touch i don't care what you are saying i will touch him tenacity it reminds me of a man called Bartimaeus. the bible said he had been blind his whole life never seen a single human being before and he heard that jesus christ was in the neighborhood he said today the things that i've heard this man do i am going to get my portion i am going to get my miracle my eyes must open today this man came out of his house and started shouting son of man have mercy on me and the bible said the men around him were like you are shouting keep quiet it's just like when you are praising god with careless abandon somebody can be looking at you as why are you shouting like that when you are praying and you are organizing in the spirit and you are praying seven red hot boiling prayers somebody can look at you like why are you praying this way can't you pray in your heart didn't jesus christ say when you are going to pray enter your closet the closet is not a physical closet it means create a cocoon around you don't look at who is on your left or who is on your right if you have to fire fire in the spirit they said keep quiet you are making too much noise when a word is spoken and you shout a man in church somebody has some indignation in the spirit you can keep quiet and let us listen to this word say keep quiet but the bible said when they said he should keep quiet the bible said he shouted them all i see somebody shouting them all in spite of the intimidation in spite of the obstacles in spite of who is looking at you in a strange way you will shout them all because in that shout is your miracle the bible says the shout of the king is in the house clap your hands all you people and shout unto god with a voice of triumph he shouted them all and when he increased the decibels of the shout that is when the sound waves hit jesus's ear so it's good they probably even told him to keep quiet because it moved him to shout the more when they say you are praying too much increase the level of the decibels increase the intensity of the prayer when they say you are lifting up your hands more he said i'll not only lift up my hands i'll also lie on the ground and roll on the ground when necessary some of you in church when the spirit of god catches you and you even want to fall down you you feel like hey is it that you there every day you are falling down say i will fall today i will fall tomorrow i'll fall tomorrow's tomorrow you don't know what that falling does to the person just keep quiet and allow the person to enjoy the presence of god sometimes we think every falling is is demons eh? let me tell you majority of it is not demons it's impartation the bible said you shall receive power when the spirit of god comes upon you and that word power is the word dunamis and dunamis is the word from which we got the word dynamite it means it's explosive power
power is power that can tear you apart and mess you up why do you think on the day of Pentecost they thought the apostles were drunk they didn't think they were drunk because they were speaking Greek and, and Phoenician language and speaking all kinds of things if I came and I don't expect you to be able to speak Greek and you are speaking classic Greek that will not make me think you are drunk I think you are rather sharp that morning the reason that people thought they were drunk is that when you drink you stagger when you drink you fall down so they were falling down over each other they were staggering over each other probably chairs were breaking and all kinds of confusion was was in that place and added to the fact the bible said that the holy spirit came like a mighty rushing wing i can imagine people's turbans being thrown somewhere and there was a lot of holy ghost chaos and, and holy confusion in the place i pray that somebody will encounter god one of these days you, you will see god and as the bible said when i encountered him i fell on my face as if i was dead somebody will sit there and think that what are they doing but that is why the bible says i have chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise foolish things like screaming in church foolish things like clapping in church foolish things like falling down in church foolish things like rolling around in church chosen the foolish things today if you've been despising such things repent in your heart repent why is it that when God touches what they have to pass out sometimes even if it's for a second there are certain things when God wants to work in your life he has to knock you out first God had to knock Adam out and by the time he was up he had created something out of him when god knocks you out he may be creating a business out of you he may be creating a ministry out of you he may be creating a mantle out of you he may be creating an anointing and a gifting if you believe that is your person give the lord a shout of praise in this church we don't look down upon falling we don't look down upon screaming we don't look down upon clapping we are a spiritual church we believe in the things of the spirit by the time adam was up eve had been created out of him when people are down like that most of the time i tell the ushers don't wake them up sometimes during worship somebody will be off just for 10 seconds you don't know what had been birthed in your spirit you don't know what has been created out of that seemingly unimportant experience don't despise spiritual things somebody say tenacity when you come into the presence of god don't be intimidated by anybody flow as you are led by the spirit That he shouted the more when he caught Jesus' attention the Bible said the same people were telling him to keep quiet Jesus said now you you have become messenger you go, go, go. go and bring that man who was shouting go and bring him and that day his blindness was healed 
I pray that as you are, are tenacious in your prayer, as you are uncompromising in your prayer, may the Lord touch you at the point of your knee. May the Lord meet you at the point of your knee. May the Lord see those tears. May, may the Lord hear your groanings. May the Lord hear your moanings. And may he answer you speedily. Sometimes you prayed about one thing. For a while you are not seeing results. And people are like, keep quiet. This thing, it will not happen. Most of the time when God is going to do it, you know it from the beginning. You, you can sense it. You can feel it. But Satan will come and tell you, ah, it's been three months you've been praying for this thing. And nothing is happening. Four months you've been praying. And nothing is coming. Today, I came to charge somebody. The Bible says, pray without season. It said, I have placed watchmen upon the walls of Jerusalem who will not hold their peace who will not keep quiet they will continue to disturb the ears of God until he establishes Jerusalem a praise on the earth I will not keep quiet I will not be silent I will keep on pushing somebody said push is pray until something happens have another sermon of entitled until the cloud appears elijah prophesied the sound of the abundance of rain but the bible said the man climbed the mountain and he put his head in between his knees and he started to agonize he started to pray seven different times until he saw a cloud the size of the hand of a man he said that is the miracle is what God prophesied. I pray that that spirit will come upon somebody that you will not give up in the prayer. You will not give up in the prayer. You will not relent in the prayer. That you will continue to agonize in the spirit until the cloud appears. Until the cloud appears. You will not keep quiet. Until the cloud appears. You will not sit down until the cloud appears you will not stop making that declaration until the cloud appears you will not stop confessing the word of god if you believe that is your portion give the lord a shout of praise until the cloud appears until the cloud appears and you must come to the point where your spirit is even like that of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who said, We believe God is capable of delivering us from this situation. But even if, even if, even if He does not deliver us, we will not bow to this idol. Even if. Sometimes you need some tenacity of purpose, those are the things that arrest God's attention. show God that look I believe you sometimes even we the ministers of God there are times we forget that we are anointed and it is your own faith that will cause the miracle to happen I've told you this story before I was in a three day revival first day normally first day of programs I don't do ministrations sometimes last day first day I finished and a lady came to see me is a man of God I've been having this problem she described it and looked like a neurological problem and I said okay you 
on the third day i'll be praying for sick people so make sure you come on the third day she was like no you just say something i'll go just say something is enough for me trust me i didn't feel i had preached very powerfully that day i felt empty i didn't feel any virtue inside me at all that particular thing i know it was the faith of the woman that did it it had nothing to do with my anointing he said just say something i just held her hand and i prayed a prayer and i said something after that later me myself i was embarrassed i said so on the third day i'll pray for you again that means me myself i didn't believe she had been healed he said let me have your number 30 minutes later this woman called she said every symptom is gone these symptoms that i've been having for years i am completely healed sometimes it's your own aggression when Lazarus died we are told that Jesus wept I'm trying to show you that sometimes those who even minister the spirit they forget that they are anointed Jesus wept had Jesus forgotten that he had the ability to, to raise the dead why should, he, why should Jesus of all people cry over a dead person but it took something to stir up the anointing in Jesus it was the words of Martha Martha said Lord if you had come my brother wouldn't have died but nonetheless even now somebody say even now say even now even now means four days he is decaying four days he is rotting four days he's smelling Marcos will be in his eye shockers and his abdomen but even now I don't know how far the thing has gone I don't know how late the thing is but I came to prophesy to you that even now Jesus is able to cause the impossible to become possible he said even now even now as soon as he spoke those words i believe an anointing began to stir up in the belly of the messiah he said today your brother shall live again he went to the tomb and the bible said he shouted lazarus come forth today we shout at anything that is dead in your life we shout at anything that is dying in your life and we command it to come back alive we command it to come forth the bible says god told the second shall these bones live he says son of man prophesy upon these bones and as he began to prophesy the bible said there was a wind and there was a shaking i see a wind in the spirit i see a shaking a shaking a shaking that will bring everything in your life into alignment like the bones found their corresponding bones every confusion in your life is coming into alignment with the word of god today if you believe it shout amen was a wind and there was a shaking today some things are shaking in your life some things that have disarticulated some things that have gone apart as the wind of the spirit blows over your life as a result of the word that is being spoken over your life let things come into alignment let every confusion be healed let every confusion be cured in the name of Jesus can these bones live 
even now. That means it's too late. But you are anointed enough. God, you have power enough to reverse that situation. And we command situations to start reversing in your life. We command negative tendencies to start reversing. Negative trends to start reversing. In the name of Jesus. Even now. This woman was tenacious. It's like nothing is going to stand in my way. Nothing will stand in my way. thing this woman demonstrated aside faith tenacity is audacity somebody say audacity sometimes your faith must be laced with a bit of audacity of audacity is like careless confidence it's, it's like when you are ready to punch above your weight that is audacity this woman broke through the barriers and I believe the apostles were surrounding Jesus those people were not allowing people to just come near the man by her even children cry push you away Jesus had to beg them let the children come out to me so how much more you adult maybe you have a knife to choke him I believe this woman broke through the apostolic garrison also macho men, fishermen with big deltoids, big uh, pectoralis muscles and, and whatever. She gathered her strength and said, Peter, go to the left. John, go to the right. Andrew, move out of my sight. Until now she was face, in fact, face to back with the Lord. She didn't even go through the front. Face to back with the Lord. And with her uncleanliness, with her smell, with all the years of pain, she had the audacity to touch God Himself. He said, Whatever will happen, should happen. This is what I wanted to do. I have done it. And suddenly Jesus said, Who touched me? Sometimes you need some godly audacity fearless audacity look at a man called Joshua fighting a battle and it was getting to sunset he said no this battle if I should stop fighting when we resume tomorrow I may lose it and so God I need light to finish with this battle and the Bible said Joshua lifted up his voice and commanded the sun to stop because it was getting to the point where the sun and the moon were about to do a substitution he said today I'm the coach no substitution is taking place until I say so he said sun stop in your tracks moon stop in your tracks until I am done fighting this battle and the Bible says that day give me Joshua 10 12 to 14 
that day God had a man like he had never had a man before he said then spake Joshua to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel and he said in the sight of Israel son stand thou still upon Gibeon and thou moon in the valley of Ajalon next and the sun stood still and the mood stayed until the people had avenged themselves upon their enemies is not this written in the book of Jesha so the sun stood still in the midst of heaven and hasted not to go down about a whole day that means almost 24 hours of sunshine for the man to finish his battle some people think this thing was just a mere story there was a time a professor in Yale University wrote a certain paper you know these astronomers they can do very accurate calculations they can tell you the position of the sun 4,000 years ago where the sun was positioned exactly it's all because the earth moves around the sun in an orbit that orbit hasn't changed it's the same orbit once you know the speed at which the earth is moving and all of that you can calculate where the earth was in relation to the sun and the moon accurately and they have developed programs that determine these things so one day in nasa apparently they were running a program to try and find some dates but they realized that there was some 24 hours they couldn't account for it was like a lengthening of a day 24 hours and i'm telling you a real thing 24 hours they couldn't account for and so they did their accurate calculations and they were able to spot that the sun was in this position at this particular time and the moon was in this position at this particular time and they calculated and realized that when the sun and the moon were in these positions at this particular time the number of hours that thing happened was 23 hours 20 minutes exactly and we were able to calculate the date they said it happened on 30th of october 23 hours 20 days but there was some 24 hours that could not be accounted for so where is the other 40 so one skeptic raised that so the first thing they showed him back to the scripture 13. the first thing they showed him in fact the one who brought this thing out he wasn't even a serious christian he just remembered a sunday school story he wasn't even serious he remembered that his teacher told him a story that one day a man called joshua commanded the sun and the moon to stop he said and hasted not to go down so he pointed this word out to them about a whole day so they were saying there is 24 hours that hasn't been accounted for and he said the bible didn't say a whole day he said about it that means almost a whole day but they said okay then where is the other 40 that means there was some other 40 in history that they could not account for and let me show you where the 40 came from isaiah chapter 38 verse 7 this was when isaiah went to hezekiah and told him what god was going to do that he was going to increase his life by 15 years and hezekiah said okay let god give me a sign 
that he's really going to do this thing he said and this shall be a sign unto thee from the lord that the lord will do this thing that he has spoken next behold i will bring again the shadow of the degrees which has gone down in the sundial of ours 10 degrees backwards so the sun returned to 10 degrees by which degrees it was gone down now for a whole day to come to pass the earth must turn 360 degrees if 360 represents 24 hours somebody should calculate what 10 degrees represents without touching your calculator i can tell you that 10 degrees corresponds to 40 minutes so the 23 hours 20 minutes caused by joshua's prayer and the 40 minutes of the earth turning backwards caused by isaiah is recorded in scientific history as 24 hours unaccounted for i came to tell somebody today that there is power in your voice there is power in your prayer god can let things stand still for you you may not need to cause the sun to stand but god can make a play wait for you on the tarmac of an airport god can make an interview delay just because of you god can delay things and cause things to wait for your sake if you believe this is your portion shout amen you may be on your way to an interview something happens on the way and that interview may be your source of a breakthrough in this world sometimes satan can bring obstacles just to ensure that the will of god in your life doesn't come to pass but just as god stopped the earth and god stopped the sun and stopped the moon the lord can let that interview stop and wait for you to come until they begin that interview i know somebody who went to follow up a lost soul way in nigeria he was supposed to come back with the lady by a ship and the departure time of the ship had been clearly stated the lady just decided to excuse herself a bit and it was time she hadn't come back she had managed to convince the ladies like she backslid and just left Ghana and went to nigeria and this man of god i'm talking about he went to nigeria to go and look for her he didn't know where which corner he would just go to he entered lagos and just started walking and praying in tongues and he heard the holy spirit say turn left he was in the market he turned left and the girl was sitting in front of a kiosk he went and spoke to her and convinced her to come this is not a story this is somebody who has fathered me spiritually before it's a real story i'm telling you he picked the lady convinced her she was like look let's go back by the next ship they went the lady decided let me excuse myself a bit and she realized ah, this lady was nowhere to be found and it was time for the ship to sail so i know i've not come all the way here to go back empty-handed so he went and took hold of two pillars in the ship and he started praying he said god wherever she is if she's changing her mind let the conviction of the holy spirit fall upon her right now let her return to this ship right now in the name of jesus he held the two pillars and started praying in tongues by the time he opened his eyes two hours had passed the ship was still standing he turned and the lady had just climbed the ship and the ship just took off and went god can make things come to a standstill for you 
So faith, tenacity, audacity. And the final one is a revelation. Sometimes all you need for that thing to end is a revelation. A revelation from the word of God. Something that will just jump up to you. Something that will make sense in relation to your situation like it has never made sense to you. Revelation. So a lot of people wanted to access Jesus that day. But this woman knew something the rest of them didn't know. This woman must have read the book of the prophet Malachi. And I'm talking about Malachi chapter 4 and the verse number 2. Put it on the screen. He said, but unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. Now the Hebrew word for wings there is the word kanaf. The wings he's talking about here is not the wings of a bird. When a Hebrew man uses that word kanaf, you see, in football, the wings are the edges. When you say you're a winger, it means you play on the edges. So those are the wings they are talking about. Basically, what the scripture was saying is that the son of righteousness shall arise, and he's talking about Jesus Christ, with healing in the borders of his garments that is what the scripture means it's not talking about the wings of the bed so this woman must have read malachi chapter 4 verse 2 some time back and that is why she decided that i'm not going for the hand i'm not going for the head the rest of the people the bible said they were pressing jesus they were pushing jesus doing all kinds of things but this woman had a revelation that the rest of them didn't have he said the thing is in the borders of the garments the son of righteousness shall arise with healings in the borders of his garments. So I shall strive and touch the borders of his garment. I pray that today God will give somebody a revelation of their situation. Sometimes when you don't have revelation, you'll be praying amiss. You'll be binding amiss. But when God opens your eyes and tells you exactly what to pray for. And tells you exactly how to pray. You hit the nail right on the head. I remember when we were in Lagos, a roommate of mine, very anointed guy. His church people came to call him. And there was this lady who was seeing demons and, you know, all kinds of things. And this guy very anointed. So he said they should bring the girl to Sabafield. So he told him, listen, I'm going, I'm going to deal with the situation fast. Normally, normal circumstances are things fast. He just goes, pa, 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 class. One hour, two hours, the guy wasn't coming. He came back to the room looking very down. Not like the seventh day who came back rejoicing. Because this one, I call you. The thing didn't work. So I asked, what's the problem? Is that a girl is seeing demons trying to attack him? He's prayed and prayed and prayed. And nothing is happening. And I told him, go back. Lay your hands on her. And command the illegal link that the devil has created between her spirit and her soul to be broken he went and came back five minutes time he was like ah, the thing worked like magic sometimes what you need is a revelation of the situation when you have a revelation of the situation you don't struggle in prayer 
And I pray that today God will give somebody a dream. That God will speak to somebody in a vision. Sometimes the revelation you need is what she's probably doing now. To sow a seed into the word. The revelation doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. Sometimes we just need to be sensitive to the spirit of God. Sometimes God will say, take money and go and give it to some poor person somewhere. That is the door that opens the thing. This week I got a text message from one of the people in the church. He's a man of God. On your birthday when you were ministering, you prophesied about the scholarship. And I took a seed. And I sowed into it. I've been trying for this scholarship and failed so many times. But man of God, as I speak right now, I have gotten the scholarship and it is worth 30,000 pounds. A member of the church, maybe the person will not want to come and give testimony. Show me, I'm giving the testimony for the person. 30,000 pounds. I pray that God will give you a certain revelation. And today, can I prophesy into your life? The same God who moves somebody's heart to give a member of this church 30,000 pounds in scholarship. I pray that that same God will move in your situation. I pray that that same God will stir up somebody's heart. Let that same God open doors for you. Let that same God cause his favor to shine upon you. Let that same God touch you and heal you of your infirmity. Let that same God touch your situation and bring about a positive change. Let that same God bring around about a turn around in that situation. That thing that gives you sleepless nights. That thing that causes you not to be able to sleep. That thing that causes you tears. That thing that makes you unable to lift up your head. In the name of Jesus, I pray that God will begin to move in your situation. I pray that God will arise with healing in his wings. May the Lord touch you. May the Lord touch your family. May the Lord touch your health. May the Lord touch your head. May the Lord touch your ears. May the Lord touch your eyes. May the Lord touch your voice. May the Lord touch your neck. May the Lord touch your blood. May the Lord touch your liver. May the Lord touch the work of your hands. Let everything you touch be a success. The same God. 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 Safakata Bahashata. Reboko Sitaka Bahashi. Jesus, touch your people and meet them at the point of their need. Jesus Christ is here and with faith with tenacity with audacity with revelation through your prayer you are going to touch him like never before you are not looking at who is on your left or who is on your right you know what you need from God you know what you need from
from Jesus. You know that thing that you have been crying about, intercessors. You know that thing you have been crying about. You know that thing that has been giving you sleepless nights. You know that breakthrough that you need. You know that testimony that you need. The Bible says that effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Lift up your voice. Begin to touch. Begin to touch. Begin to touch the helm of his cabin. Begin to touch the helm of his cabin. Break through. Push through. Break through. Jesus is in this building. Somebody can find in your spirit. Touch it. Touch me.
and his strength fill the temple that garment is filling the temple today and he said if only you will reach out and touch if only you will reach out and touch I don't know for how long you have been praying about that thing it may have been two months it may have been three months it may have been four years it may even have been 12 years but the Lord is here today and it says if you will just touch if you will just plug in if you will just reach out I feel like virtue is leaving the Lord right there entering somebody's situation the Lord is walking into somebody's situation right now he is taking absolute control he says I am in charge he says, I am in charge.
Receive more teachings from the man of God. Reach us on 024 873 7250. Stay blessed.